Okay, class, let's talk about theme. I bellowed from the front of the room. Johnny raised his hands. I'd rather not, he said. What does it matter whether or not you begin teaching theme in fiction today? Well, I replied, it says here in the school district guidelines and in the ELA Common Core Standards that I have to begin by the end of the week. Johnny raised his hand again. Middle finger extended. Maybe teaching theme and fiction should be done by reading great short stories instead of listening to you. I picked up a CD-ROM from my desk, threw it at him, and sliced off his hand at the wrist. I then took his advice. Here are some excellent short stories for teaching theme. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA Podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. Today's episode of the Teaching ELA Podcast, I discuss several short stories for teaching theme. They include The Necklace, The Interlopers, The Minister's Black Veil, A White Heron, and The Short, Happy Life of Francis McCumber. I've got an emergency lesson plan you can get on the board right now. And if there's one short story involving theme you need to teach, we have that too. Class is about to start and you need something right now. So here's the one thing you can put on the board right now. So when the students come in, you'll be ready to roll. All right. All lesson plans we discuss in this podcast can be found at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. Link from the show notes. Tons of stuff in the show notes. Tons of stuff. Let's get, let's get to the board right now and let's start writing. Or maybe you're going high tech. Type this in on the computer. Put an objective on the board in case your administrator comes in. It should say, I can cite textual evidence to determine the theme or central idea of a text. You don't have to write a word for word, but you get the point. I can cite textual evidence to determine the theme of and whatever short story you decide to teach. The purpose here is to help students understand that they must infer a story's theme in most cases by using evidence and examples from the actual text. It's also important to note that you don't have to agree with the author's theme. You just got to be able to identify it and analyze how specific evidence from a literary work supports that theme. That's all. Students don't need to agree with what the authors say. You're at the board right now waiting for me to talk. Make a three-column chart. Two vertical lines should do that. Title the chart with theme in blank. Whatever short story you decide to teach, you're going to want to choose a story you're familiar with. Maybe something in your textbook that might be right in front of you. Maybe something on the internet. Again, if you go to the show notes, you can click right to it, project it on the board. Whatever it is you do at your school. Label the left column of your three-column chart theme. Label the middle, middle column specific example that supports the theme. If you are familiar with the story or have, you know, teacher's edition or surfing the net, you can fill in parts of this column to help students out. You know your students. You can also do a little research. Research in quotation marks as students are copying the chart. So as they're copying this chart you're putting up right now, you can maybe find some examples while making it look like you're taking attendance. Label the right column explanation. So have students copy this chart onto their own slice of paper. Or if you're sharing it via Google Docs or something like that, then have them figure out how to do that. It always takes a few minutes. Give give yourself time to collect yourself. All right, read whatever story you choose, pointing out possible examples. If you haven't written them on the board, that's okay. You can point out examples. You can write down examples as you read. Now, after you read the story, I rec- you know, you do, however, do it however you want, but then students can fill out the right 
column, the one that says explanation, I like to do, again, I've said this before, I like to do a little bit of small group collaboration. This works especially well if you have a shared Google document or something like that. You can even fill it in as a class. You're the teacher. I'm just a guy. I mean, I'm a teacher too, but I'm not the teacher of your students. You're, you're the only teacher of your students right now. And I'm not that person. I happen to be, actually, I'm in, I'm in my house right now. Actually, I'm not even in my house. I'm my mother and father-in-law's house. I'm a thousand miles from my school. What are we talking about? Oh, students collaborate to fill in the right-hand column. And then if you want, they can do a theme analysis at the end. It's up to you. You can instruct students to write a paragraph answering the question, what is the primary theme in whatever story you, you went with? Use evidence from the text to support your answer. Quick recap of this emergency lesson plan. Three column chart, left column theme, middle column example, right column explanation, read the story, fill in the chart, write a paragraph using evidence from the text to support the answer. What is the primary theme in whatever story it is you choose to read? All right, if you have more than two minutes, if this isn't really an emergency, if you're still on your way to work and you want a little more info, students should be, I'm going to share some stuff students should probably be familiar with in order for the theme lesson plan to be effective. You're already familiar with this, but they might not be. I know when I was a newer teacher, I just assumed for whatever stupid reason that everyone knew what I knew, but they don't. And by the way, if you're a new teacher, if you're a new, you know a heck of a lot more than you think. If you're a new teacher listening to this podcast, welcome to the profession. You know a lot more than you think you do. Don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated by by students. Don't be intimidated by your colleague. You know more than you realize, and you can do this. Theme is the central idea or message in a literary work. It is an observation about human life. Now, students often think when we say theme, we're talking about subject or topic. They'll give, it's the moral lesson the author's trying to teach you, which is kind of correct. But theme is the central idea or a message in a literary work. It's an observation about human life. It's a general observation about human life. When students start including details in their themes, they're doing it incorrectly. It should be an observation, a general observation about human life that can be applied across different things. Things is not the word I was hoping to come up with, but that's what I came up with on the spot. So it's a observation about human life can be applied across the board. I just use a cliche. Anyhow, let's move on. Themes are rarely stated directly. They must be inferred. The reader needs to figure it out. How do they figure it out? Well, they cite textual evidence. That's how we do everything here at Teaching ALA Podcast. The theme is revealed by the way characters change in a story. It's revealed by the way conflicts in the story develop. Statements made by the, made back, by the narrator or characters. By irony involved. All right. So understanding theme involves understanding plot, understanding characters, understanding setting, understanding word choice, understanding irony. You get it. That's an entire 53 minute or more lesson plan that took you two minutes to prepare. I hope you're finding value in this. I really do. Because again, I've been doing this. I've been teaching ELA for over 20 years now. Best profession in the world. I get to read. I get get paid to read. (laughs) Who would have thought? Someone's paying me to read books and crappy essays. I remember I remember being like a first or second year teacher and just panicking, panicking. Oh no, what am I going to teach today? Not being as prepared as I wanted to. So I hope this in some way helps you get through some of those days. Because again, you know a lot. You know a lot, but you're so, those first few years teaching are so overwhelming. And if you're a veteran teacher, awesome. Glad to have you too. One of my favorite short stories is uh, a civil piece. 
by, and I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. I've taught this story seriously seven or eight times. I don't know how to pronounce the author's name. I've read other stories by him too. <laughs> Chinua Chibi. I'm going to go with that. Now I've included this, this lesson plan I'm going to share with you is in the uh, show notes. I'm going to use this short story as my example. Ways you can help students determine the theme of a short story. First, discuss plot by analyzing cause and effect and identifying major and minor conflicts. So in the, uh, in the story I talked about, Civil Peace, the primary conflict involves Jonathan Igwegbu versus the dangerous society he lives in. So it's an individual versus society conflict. If you haven't read the story of Civil Peace, I highly recommend it. Maybe I should do a podcast on that next. Someone suggests what stories you want to podcast on. Comment, please. To determine theme, you can analyze character motivation by noting which characters are dynamic and which ones are static. You're going to want to also look at what motivates characters. In the story we're talking about now, Jonathan is motivated by by a desire to make his life and his family's life better. That's something I think we can all relate to. You're probably listening to this podcast because you want to make your life better and you want to make your family's life better because you're sick and tired of staying at school until five in the afternoon when you got kids at home. You want to, you're tired of dealing with other people's kids more than you're with your own kids and, and your own families and your spouses. Well, on your spouse. Hopefully you only have one spouse. <laughs> uh, setting plays a role in theme. Evaluate what effect the setting has on the characters. The setting in the story, which is a war-torn Nigeria, has beaten down most of the people in Jonathan's village. There's a homeless coal miner, there's thieves, there's neighbors. But Jonathan refuses, refuses to succumb to the oppression around him. He focuses only on the good. So again, just kind of throwing out an example here. Now, remember, as you're teaching, you'll definitely want to look at the quality of evidence and the quality of analysis when students are analyzing theme. And this can be done with, with the chart we talked about. Let's talk about more great stories for teaching theme. We talked about civil peace already. And if you teach one story, that might be a good one to go go with. These other stories we've talked about in a recent podcast. The first is The Necklace. Now you're like, you've, you've read this. Madame Lazid wants to be upper class, so she borrows a necklace, loses it, spends 20 years working to pay it back. Turns out it was fake. Now this story is a little outdated because no one ever buys things they can't afford to impress their neighbors who bought too big a house and can't make the payments. Right? We don't, we don't know what that's about. I've never done that. <laughs> now explain to students that in the past, 2008, People often pretended to be wealthier than they were in order to gain social status. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Some people overspend to impress other people that they don't even know or even like. <laughs> that sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the Blue Hotel, great theme here. We talked about this when we talked about irony. Irony and theme are so closely related in a lot of these short stories. So you'll find them in both, both podcasts. The Blue Hotel, false accusations can ruin a man. But what if the accusations are true? Dun, dun, dun. Turns out the false accusations that were being made were not made by the person everyone thought was making the false accusations. Interlopers, another one we talked about in our Irony podcast. You know, those familiar with naturalism will recognize one of the story's major themes. That is, the universe doesn't give squat, give a squat about you. Remember, you don't have to agree with the theme. But in this one, nature doesn't care. Nature doesn't care that you just struck a peace treaty that could literally save hundreds of lives. <laughs> because you're getting eaten by wolves. 
<laughs> Minister's Black Veil. That's Hawthorne. Now, in this story, the, the theme revolves around a mysterious black veil worn by the Reverend Hooper. So you're going to want to talk about symbolism, what the veil symbolizes. The veil could symbolize individual sin, original sin, life and death, excessive pride. All four of these things relate to the story's theme. I'm going to be honest with you. I freaking hate Reverend Hooper. One person I don't hate is, is Francis McCumber. And in the short, happy life of Francis McCumber, Francis is a coward. He's a coward. His wife's ashamed of him, treats him rudely, but all that is about to change. Unfortunately, it only lasts like half a second because the uh, dude gets shot in the head. As with as with a lot of Hemingway short stories, he explores what it means to be a man. Here we go. Writing assignment time. Writing assignment time. Writing assignment time. Writing assignment time. I'm dancing. I'm dancing, but you can't see it. Instruct students right about a time they did something that took courage and then what the results were. A quick write, maybe a journal entry type stuff. I don't do journals. I hate journals. I take that back. I do journals. I do writing logs, not journals. Google Docs changing my life. Something they did that took courage and what the results were. A white heron. Another story we've talked about in the Teaching ELA podcast. I'm going to have to put some new short stories into, into these uh, group things, huh? Eh, guess I was being lazy when I wrote this. Anyhow, Sylvia, living a nice, peaceful life with her dilatory cow, quote. Her grandmother and her friends of the forest. So she's got, she's chilling, she's living a good life with her cow, her grandmother, and her forest friends. One day, a handsome hunter shows up to bribe the young girl, and that got her heart a fluttering. So she has to make a choice. As far as themes go, there's a whole coming of age angle. There's a whole environmental movement angle. There's the whole women's independence angle, feminist angle. There's even a tall tree that lends itself to the hero's journey angle. There's that's a lot of angles. <laughs> a lot of angles in that story. All right, that sound can only mean one thing. It means it's time for the one thing. That's right. If there's one thing you teach from this story... It's going to be this right here. All right, remember our one reading standard we focus on here at the Teaching ELA podcast? I can cite textual evidence to support literary analysis, and in this case, we are citing textual evidence to determine the theme or central idea of a short story. And of course, if you can do this with literary text, you can adapt it to informational text and writing and speaking, and all the other subjects, pretty much the success of the entire school, this is only a slight exaggeration, but the success of the entire school depends on how well we ELA teachers teach students to think critically. Do we get paid more? No, we should. I think we've got to grade those crappy essays all the time, right? I'll say it again, and I mean it. The success of your school depends on you. That's right. The ELA teacher has more to do with the success of a school than any other person in the school. That's why I do this podcast, because the ELA teacher is the backbone of any school. But what about the math teachers, Trent? Yeah, what about the freaking math teachers? What about them? Yeah, they got numbers. All the math, standardized math test is, is a reading test with numbers. I'm telling you, when we teach students how to master the art of citing textual evidence, analyzing, figuring things out. They can do math much more easily 
than they could before. I don't have anything against math teachers. In fact, my daughter's favorite teacher in the school was a math teacher and a science teacher. I'm her English and social studies teacher. How do you think that made me feel? Anyhow, we don't get any, we don't get the appreciation we need. What does mastery of this skill look like? Now, we all teach that a literary theme is the main idea or underlying meaning a writer explores in a novel, short story, other literary work, and, blah, 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 blah. and that a theme of a story can be conveyed using characters. Blah, 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 blah. You know, we know the definition. I've done this before. I'm, you know, I'm going to go over the levels one more time. In case you just tuned into the Teaching ELA podcast, level one defined theme. Anyone can do this. Anyone can recite a definition. It's not enough. It's not enough. Level two, identify the theme of a story. Yeah, okay, it's a little harder, but, you know, this isn't enough either. We need something that they can take out of the classroom. All identifying the theme of a story is going to do is give them a letter on a paper. A, B, C, D, or F. It's not enough. It's not enough. Level three, cite textual evidence to support the story's theme. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Students who can explain how specific examples from the text contribute to the overall theme of the literary work are using critical thinking skills, skills that can be applied outside of the classroom, outside of your classroom and every other classroom in your school, and outside of the school itself. ELA teachers hold the key to the success of your school. You can extend student mastery of theme by writing a theme analysis. The theme analysis should involve, you know, if you're writing a paragraph, identify the theme in the topic sentence. Make sure you identify the author and whatever. Title the story. And then that paragraph should provide textual evidence. The student must cite textual evidence that supports the theme. And then the student needs to explain how his or her examples support the theme. Bing, bang, boom. Ka-ha. Takeaways. Number one takeaway from any podcast I've ever done, and I think this is like number 10 or 11. I don't even know. I don't even know what number I'm on. I don't know. But I know this. And I've said it three times already. The success of your school depends on you, the ELA teacher. You're teaching students to think critically, and it carries over to every other subject. Except maybe PE. Quarterback's got to know what the playbook's about, right? There you go. And PE. Boom! Eat that, PE teachers. Determining theme is the ultimate end in citing textual evidence to support analysis. When you're using the theme analysis chart we talked about earlier in the lesson, this allows for differentiation all levels. How you grade it depends on the students. The complexity you want depends on the students, the level, whether it's 7th grade ELA or 12th grade ELA. You can give the same assignment with differing requirements, even within the class. Your top students require more complexity from. Lower level students require less complexity from, but still require them to cite textual evidence to support their analysis. It's that simple. Love this job. Teaching the skill of citing textual evidence to support analysis and determine theme makes teaching all other standards either no longer necessary or easier to teach. Boom. You hold the keys, my friends. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 